everybody. I'm Clay Brace, and today's The Watchman. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about what's going on here, and we're going to be sounding the alarm because there's a lot of things going on right now that the American people here in Southeast Pennsylvania, of Delaware Valley, aren't realizing that are actually occurring because the fake news isn't talking about it. But as The Watchman, we're going to, we're going to be sounding the alarm of this. We're going to be sounding the alarm of for the peril and the uncertainty that lie ahead, folks, because we do have a commitment here for the objective truth, and we're pretty good at it. Uh, you know, we will call out whenever we see those that live in the, the land of pixie dust and unicorns, okay? When we see them to put uh, feelings and emotions in front of, of facts and in front of truth and science, we're going to call out the real motives of those living in the land of unlimited imagination. That's the truth of it all. And we're going to expound on the underreported facts. So we're going to be jumping into some things today, folks. I want to get a little bit into the what's going on with the, uh, you know, the, the parental rights laws and what's going on. Uh, you know, first, let me jump into this. I mean, we got states right now passing laws preventing preventing parental rights, literally preventing parental rights. There's a Washington state law. It's a bill that's going to bar parents from intervening on the child gender transitions, which is really an amazing thing. It's a bill in Washington state's going to prevent parents from intervening in their child's decisions uh, to, re to receive transition treatments, which is, you know, hormonal therapy as well as surgeries, things like that. So you're dealing with children, folks. You're dealing with children that are, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16. And we know how smart we were and how, how much we knew when we were 15 or 16, okay? I think, you know, when you look at rebellion and you look at uh, obstinance, if you look at pride and arrogance, I mean, I, I guess if, if you had to say, how old was the devil when he was thrown out of heaven? Well, some might say 15 or 16, okay? Because quite honestly, I mean, I mean, the 15-year-olds of the world know it all. They don't need parents like us telling them anything. And then when, they, when they're when they basically getting affirmations of, of, of pretendism, if you will, in schools by these guidance counselors, and they're talking about whatever confusion, because again, they're being shown lesson studies and whatnot in, in, in books. Remember, these... They're being they're they're being prepared as younger than fifteen. They're being prepared at when they're six or seven years old to think that it's okay for people to watch them, okay, um, in in places that they shouldn't be watched. It's it's really, I mean, to make it to make the children feel like there's something wrong with them to feel feel to feel modesty, okay. Um, and th this is what's a real amazing phenomenon. Don't miss this, okay. So you got these people, obviously, that are six years or more from from being able to have a drink of beer illegally okay that are now being able to give freedom if you will to make decisions about surgery on their own bodies okay this is what's really amazing so the senate bill 5599 is going to essentially allow host homes host homes for one runaway youth to to house minors without parental permission and uh, those host homes would not be required to notify the parent of their child's whereabouts or even tell them where they're uh, if they're undergoing gender transitioning procedures. So there's a compelling reason not to, which includes the youth seeking protected health services. So basically, the child's going to say, I don't want to go home. They're going to say, okay, we don't have to tell mom and dad you're here. We, I'm sure it's written in there. They can say, well, your child is okay. We just can't tell you where they're at. They're under protective custody. You know, it's, it's, it, there's an axiom. We talked about this. The axiom that we all need to know is that a society is defined by what it will not tolerate. 
You know, when God wanted us to know his will and how to live, he gave us 10 commandments, not 10 suggestions, 10 commandments. Our traditions and lives are defined by what we tolerate and what is not tolerated. Okay, for instance, if you look at child labor, for instance, okay, child labor is against the law in countries like Pakistan and other countries in Africa. However, debt bondage, debt bondage, uh, enslaves people to work off the debt. So in Pakistan, about one third of all the labor at the thousands of brick kilns throughout the country are children. Okay, they're children, and the owners of these brick kilns deny that children work at their kilns. About about 25 million people are trapped in debt bondage around the world, working in agriculture and brick kilns. And no one's ever prosecuted for, for forced child labor, folks. Nobody. But it occurs we know that. Okay, the ruling classes in these countries, and they, they have their corrupt ties to lawmakers, and they get their insane policies through, like these laws in Washington, to get away with breaking the laws. Okay, so... What you have is you have these laws in Washington coming out, and I don't think they have public support. They don't. But I'm not so sure they're getting all the visibility of this. I, I think they're kind of sneaking this thing under the radar. So I really don't know what's going on in Washington. I, obviously, we don't live there. That's 3,000 miles from here. But, I mean, it's just, a, it's just something to think about, okay? When you want to know what kind of insane reprobate public policy an insane reprobate person who denies science, okay, when it conveniently suits their religion, okay, then then those, if you want to know what kind of public law, well, this is one for the books. They'll pass laws preventing parental rights from being enforced. Now, every state has laws that ensure parental rights. So instead of undoing that law, they create another law to offset it. Now, I will say the good news is, folks, that these laws do undergo scrutiny at the judicial level. So what's going to end up happening is there's going to be a lawsuit. There's going to, there will be a lawsuit. And uh, I do believe it's going to go to the courts. And I can't imagine they're going to overrule what parental rights are already guaranteed in every one of our states right now. Pennsylvania's got parental rights guaranteed. Because again, as I stated before, the axiom we can all know, okay, is a society is not going to they're going to be defined what they won't tolerate. No society is going to tolerate a government taking over their kids. So th this is an axiom we know is real. No matter how liberal you are, you don't want the government dictating to you, okay, what your what your idea of parental per, per parenting is. You just don't want that. If you want an example of what happens in that in that situation, look what happened in Virginia a few years ago. Okay, when Glenn Youngkin, okay beat Terry McAuliffe when Terry McAuliffe was in a debate and actually came out in the debate, which was viewed by, oh, I don't know, millions of Virginians. And he comes out and says, parents just need to stay out of their children's education and let the teachers handle it. And the educators handle it. They know best. Now, I'm, a, I'm paraphrasing what McAuliffe said, but it was something tantamount to butt out parents. And the parents came out and literally, I mean, you got Yunkin was down six points in the polls at that point. And there was such a there was such a seismic event on the on the on the on the uh, it, with the electric was unbelievable. So Yunkin went down by six to winning by five. There was literally an eleven point swing. Parents that were linked that were thinking about voting for you know I mean you had at least fifteen percent of the people that were looking at McCall saying I'm not voting for this guy because uh, keep in mind I mean that's it seems like a small number and it is it does seem like as it is 
but at 15%, you'd think uh, 80% would say that, but trust me, folks, or 100% would say, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to vote for this guy. But there are people that don't have kids. There are people who, 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 who's basically, this is their religion. Their religion is a state run society with the states raise the kids. Karl Marx said it best. Karl Marx said it best. Look at what Karl Marx said about parenting. Call what Karl Marx said about parenting is that, well, I mean, parents just need to raise their kids long enough to wean them. Basically, he talked about weaning, you know, how he described it being akin to what happens when a when an animal is a is weaning its its offspring, like a like a dog with a puppy. You know, they're weaned from the they're weaned from the mama's milk. Okay. Well, th- th- this is what this is what he talked about. I mean, when they get to a certain age, the state takes over. If you want to know what Karl Marx, his idea of raising children is, look no further than China. In a communist country like China, China runs those kids. China rules rules the society. The parents do not have rights in China. There is no parental rights in China. The kids have the rights. So the kids go to school and literally the state schools teach these children that there is a severing between them and their children and that they need to be allied with the state, not the parents. There's literally a demonizing of this in the Chinese culture and the Chinese messaging. So what Karl Marx deemed to be the cultural norm in a society that could hold on to communism, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about parents losing their rights or giving up their rights. So what's interesting is that in Washington State and Oregon, you actually have parents or people that had children at one time that now have adult children or people that never had children that they're activists that don't even know what it's like to be a parent, let alone have a job or anything else. You're watching these people that are literally laying down their rights of parental rights because they don't know the significance of it. And how would they know the significance of it? Because they didn't raise their own kids anyway. You know, you look at you look at some of these people. I mean, the woman that uh, that the, the woman that was the mother of the atheist kid that started the entire so the so Supreme Court. Uh, the Supreme Court ruling that took the Bible out of the schools, um, that woman, that that her child, she became, I mean, she literally uh, raised her child to be godless, as she was godless, as they were profane people that believed in humanism, believed in atheism, they believed in that humanism, that they were the center of everything. So these people are centers of everything. They believe that everything evolves around the state and their control over it, and they're elitists. The only people that cling to parental rights are people that have children that want the freedom to raise their children. Everybody else is like, okay, well, I'm okay giving that up. So I don't know what those percentages look like out there. I was just surprised in Virginia that when, uh, you know, you're looking at when McAuliffe had about 49% of the electorate or 50% of the electorate, 51% of the electorate at that time, that he he lost with 45% of the vote. I can't believe the guy got 45% of the vote or 46% of the vote. I can't believe that. I find that amazing. I, I, I'm amazed that 46% of Virginians voted for a guy who was against the parental rights. So I, I know I, I want to believe, I do want to believe that that Washington and, and Oregon, the people are going to rise up and vote these people out, but I don't know that. But I do know that the Supreme Court, whose role it is, no matter how liberal they are, they have to acknowledge the laws on the books. So they're going to rule whether this law is unconstitutional. And there'll be challenges to this, to the court, that could go to the U.S. Supreme Court, which I know will overrule this, because there's no court on the land that's going to say that parents don't have the right to determine, okay, uh, to how to protect their child. And I mean, I mean, it's 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 you know, it's an amazing thing, okay. 
The bill that the bill that wants to legalize the kidnapping of children, allowing for the harboring of minors and segregating them from their parents. I mean, I got to tell you something, folks. I can't imagine that that bill has any any legs at all outside of where it is today. But I can tell you this: I think it's going to ignite the Republican Party in these states. I can tell you, if I was living over there, I mean, I'm the chairman of the Republican Party in Burst County, folks. I can tell you. If I was the chairman of any one of those parties out there, I'd be using this law as a sounding board uh, to to motivate voters everywhere. There's no reason. There's no reason at all. You don't have the the. I mean, this is the perfect storm for getting Republicans to vote Republican and independents to vote Republican and even some Democrats to vote Republican when they realize that parental rights are under under attack. Uh, you know, it's funny because. Parental rights groups, even here in Harrisburg, they come down to the floor and they talk about parental rights being under attack, and people just don't see it. They don't recognize it. What do you mean it's under attack? How are you talking to me? What, I don't understand what you're talking about. Well, there, there are notions on what people think parental rights are. Now, I was on a school board. I mean, I can tell you that there are liberals on a school board that, that say things behind closed doors that would absolutely astonish you, absolutely astound you. And then and, and, and you would think, are these people members of my community? Are these people, I mean, do they do they have connections within my community? Are these people real? Or do they believe that unicorns eat clouds to survive? I don't know what the where these people come from, but I can tell you this theology, this ideology, a theology, which I believe is a religion to these people, uh, that communism is a religion to these people. I believe it. I believe that. They're, they hang on to this like Christians hang on to their uh, hang on to their faith in the cross and in Jesus. I think there's a lot of people here that you'd be amazed and astounded. I mean, I, I've listened to them talk. I've listened to them on the school boards. I'm amazed at it. Okay, so don't miss this, folks. I mean, you know, you're, you've got all across this country. Okay, you've got you've got people right now that are waking up. Okay, they're waking up to what's happening. You know, like I said, in Washington State, that happened. You know, in Oregon, they're preventing Christians from adopting children. We know that, okay? And then you've got House Republicans, okay, House Republicans, promoting a parental rights in schools bill, so the Democrats are blocking that. Okay, so who's against parental rights? Well, the Democrats, because the House Democrats in Washington are blocking, uh, they just blocked a couple of days ago, a Republican motion to ensure parental rights in the education of their children. They want to ensure it's protected. Okay, so there was a motion to recommit the mental the Mental Health Matters Act. Okay, which is sponsored by you know a, a which was sponsored by a Democrat, if you will. Uh, you know, if the House were to pass the motion to recommit, then the bill would go back to the Committee of Origin, uh, where they would where would not be able to vote on the bill again unless the House were to attach McLean's amendment. So they this was a a parliamentary rule that they did. And the amendment's going to require parental notice and consent before schools offer mental health services to students. I mean, you would think that was automatic. You would think that was automatic, that if a child said, I'm confused, you know, I go to the guidance counselor, that the parent, that they would let the parents know your child had some issues. You might want to get some psychiatric help or whatever. But this Democrat spoke on the House floor about the need to pass the amendment to ensure parents can fight back against school. So there are Democrats that are out there. That are trying to make this work, and I, I just—I'm sorry—that that was a uh, a Republican. McLean's a Republican. I'm sorry. So, so this Republican spoke on the House floor about the need to pass this amendment. Now I know there's Democrats that believe in parental rights, but uh, I don't know if there's any on that select committee in the House. 
But whatever the case is, uh, so this Republican makes this comment to ensure parents can fight back against schools that may co- covertly push push this, you know, push nonsense onto their kids and allow children to leave their schools and get surgeries or whatever else. I can remember when I was a child in school in the 70s and growing up in the 70s and 80s, you know, and, and, and I was talking about this. It's not illegal in some states, okay? It's not illegal in some states for children to be taken, pregnant children to be taken in for abortions without mom and dad knowing. It's not illegal in some states. It is in most states, but it's not in some states. Now, I know that to be true. I made a comment one time uh, when I was uh, living in Florida back in 1994. I had a comment to a neighbor of mine that was, uh, because back then, Walken Lawton Childs was running as the incumbent in Florida and won a re-election. And uh, I remember it was, uh, it was back in, uh, I want to say it was like 90, 92, 3, right in that window. But whatever. I, I, I can't remember the, it was early, it was early to mid 90s. It was early 90s. Well, Jeb Bush was running, okay? And Jeb Bush at the time was was the guy I wanted. I saw him in the debate. I, I liked him. And he talked about how he would take the state children's services and make them take five giant steps backwards as he said it in the debate i mean we need to support parents rights to protect your kids and raise their kids the state needs to stay out of it we just need to make sure that we have protections against children for abuse and whatnot in the home but the bottom line is we we got to protect children from from abusive situations but for the majority i mean 99 percent of what's going on we need to we need to take giant steps back and let parents raise their kids so, I mean, you know, th- this is what's out there. So I can remember, you know, talking to some people here in Harrisburg and, you know, they, they're like, well, I mean, you know, this is what's going on. I'm thinking, well, where is their laws? I mean, what, what are the Democrats doing? Well, if you give the Democrats the flexibility to do what they want with parental rights, they're going to write them away. They're going to give them away. This is what they do. And the examples are what's happened in Washington State and Oregon. Okay. And if you want examples of states that have laws that protect children from getting abortions without mom and dad knowing these are the same states that are passing laws allowing children to have other selective surgeries without mom and dad knowing or getting guidance counselors and whatnot without mom and dad knowing i mean you know there are people that say it's not necessary or needed you know if you want if you if i would say to anybody that believes it's not necessary you just open social media you're going to find example after example of teachers and school personnel bragging about how they covertly discuss you know sensitive topics with the kids of the schools regardless of their of their ad uh, accordance with school or state laws they don't care they're bragging about it just go to social media you see it all day long i mean it, it's true it happens all the time you know i mean it's disappointing that it's come to this and and you know it, it is it's disappointing but it's this is the war we're in folks this is what we're up against when you're going to pass laws okay uh, affirming parental rights, affirming laws that are already on the books. Think about it. We're, we don't just have laws on the books. We're passing laws reaffirming those laws on the books. Think about that. Or redefining them. Because, I mean, you would all conclude that, well, I mean, after all, the laws say this, but they're finding loopholes around this. These people are nefarious. Trust me, folks, this is some scary stuff. Parental rights are under attack. They're under assault. Okay, I'm telling you what's happening all over. And uh, it's happening in Southeast Pennsylvania, Delaware Valley. You've got school books and elementary school libraries. School books, you know, you know, basically in elementary school libraries. I mean, I say school books that they're 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 books in the library for children's libraries. They're books with 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 titles 
and subject matters and discussing topics that we would not <clears throat> reveal on this show. Okay, that's what you can bank on, folks, in Denver. That's the truth. These and, and yet they're good enough to be in elementary school libraries. Parents, one thing COVID did was wake up parents to what was being taught, the curriculum sets that were being taught to their children. Okay. One thing that woke up parents was, my goodness, what are my kids learning about the founding of this country? Why am I getting from my children that they don't they they, they think we're an oppressive country of colonialists? Where does that come from? Okay. Why am I hearing that the American flag is not significant? Why am I hearing in in, in, in NFL football, people not wanting to salute the flag or, or or stand for the national anthem. Why are we seeing this in professional sports? Where is this coming from? Where Where is this anti-American rhetoric coming from? China? You know, Shanghai? Beijing? Where is it coming from? Moscow? Russia? Tehran? Iran? Where is it coming from? Folks, it's being taught in our schools. Our kids are growing up thinking we're an oppressive country. Our kids are growing up that we're believing we're in a colonial, a colonialist nation founded on the backs of, of people that, I mean, that we oppressed. I mean, I, I'm just amazed at all this. We just need to understand we're a great country. We're the greatest country God ever gave man. And we need to understand we need to support our country and love our nation. And we need to try to make things better. Not burn down the traditions and constructs, but support our country support the families the families are the bedrocks of this country our children education is important we're raising a generation of kids today and we're basically getting them into this identity crisis stuff within their heads but we're not teaching them math and science we're not teaching them how to read so in that country, like I said, Pakistan, that has these child labor issues going on in these in these brick kilns throughout the country, one thing all those people have in common, they cannot read. They cannot write. They cannot articulate well. And so when they're getting into contracts with these landowners, and, they, and what happens is they get into contracts with these people. Okay? So they get into contracts with the, the, the debt bondage, if you will, with these, you know, get they get entrapped in it, okay, through through contracts that don't work for them because they can't read the fine print. They don't know how their debt's going to be paid off. They don't understand the details because they don't have an education. No good ever comes to anybody who goes through school and doesn't learn anything. Everything in life is then learned the hard way. Everything's then learned the hard way. They're manipulated and taken advantage of at every turn. And then they're looked at, and, and then, of course, then they're they're inflamed by their getting, you know, taken advantage of. And instead of blaming the education system that didn't educate them, they're blaming the people that took advantage of them. Well, there is fault to the people that take advantage of them, but make no mistake about it. The fact is, had they had an education in the first place, they would have averted those problems in the second place. <clears throat> As Americans, education is the ticket to success it is the it is the passport okay to a pursuit of happiness to an actual level of happiness in their lives and folks that's where it you know, that's where it comes down to so we have to support in education within our our kids but we also need to understand that we cannot continue to elect people 
we must not continue to elect people uh, to 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 uh, policy making decisions who believe who who don't who believe in gravity, but they don't believe uh, but they 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 believe in pixie dust and fairy tales. Okay, they believe in selective science, or they believe that we need reaffirming. We need that we need to pass laws to take away and tear down parental rights. People that are attacking the family are not people that I would elect to public office, folks. We're going to have to leave it there. Thanks to all of our listeners for being with us today. See you next week on The Watchmen, folks. I'm Clay Brees. Goodbye for now.